This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox, and in just a few minutes, John Carlson and David Mader are back with another Vancouver Market Real Estate Update and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. The Greater Vancouver Food Bank has received the largest single donation in its 35-year history. Walmart is giving the food bank over a million dollars to scale up its efforts to turn surplus produce into nutritious products, which will either be distributed to people in need or sold to the food-buying members and eventually the public. Perfectly good food that would otherwise be discarded will be used used as ingredients in soups, sauces, and more. The money is part of $19 million the company is donating countrywide to fund Canadian initiatives to reduce waste along the food chain from farm to fork. As well, Walmart has announced a commitment to zero food waste by 2025. This week, the city of Vancouver has enacted a new bylaw that allows residents to operate short-term rentals of less than 30 days. This is an attempt to deal with the over 6,500 illegal rental properties in our city. As of this past Thursday, Vancouver homeowners must buy an annual business license and pay a one-time administrative fee of 56 bucks in order to carry on in the Airbnb-type business. The license fee is $49, but it will be reduced and prorated for this year. The city says not all existing short-term rentals will get a license, but those who don't register and pay up will be found out and fined, and that could be as much as a thousand bucks a day. But the heavy-handed enforcement won't kick in until September, giving everyone involved plenty of time to understand the new rules. There are a couple of public information sessions planned for this, the first of which is this coming Thursday afternoon at 4.30 at the Central Library downtown on Georgia Street. Lots more info, too, on this on the Vancouver City website. Also this week, Vancouver City Council approved a new bylaw allowing beer, wine, and liquor to be sold in grocery stores. The model to be used is the store-within-a-store approach with a separate liquor area with its own cashier within a supermarket. A full slate of provincial government regulations also apply, so there isn't expected to be a big rush for licenses by the big chains and the guidelines still need final approval, but the city expects applications to start being accepted by about mid-May. And here's a consumer tip already. Booze in supermarkets won't be cheap. Expect no deals or sales. Still, it will be very convenient for some and seriously overdue for most of us. Specialty retailer Bed Bath & Beyond had a major downgrade this week from ratings company Standard & Poor's, who lowered the rating to one level above junk based on weak results from last year combined with lower expectations for this year. Bed, Bath & Beyond is being squeezed from both sides in the marketplace as they try to compete with online giants like Amazon and at a local retail level facing even stiffer competition from places like Home Depot and Lowe's. After Wednesday's dramatic downgrade, stock in Bed, Bath & Beyond dropped by over 50%, representing a 10-year low. And bad news for tea lovers this week, as a new study from the UK suggests that tea can stain teeth 
much worse than coffee. Apparently, tea contains tannins that can cause discoloration, and there are other compounds that contribute to, contribute rather to staining as well. As tea lovers also know, the upside to drinking tea is the, well, other ingredients, including antioxidants, which can help prevent diseases. And also, there's the wonderful calming effect the tea has, which can help with sleeping, too. The study's authors say the only way to avoid coffee or tea staining on your teeth is to avoid both. However, rinsing after drinking and, of course, good old-fashioned brushing can help keep your teeth nice and white as well. Those are some of the stories we're following this week. We'll look at a few more later on in the program, and we'll also have Ben Dooley's Dooley Noted feature a little later on as well. Coming up next, John Carlson and David Mater, and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. This is Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the program. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mater, Personal Real Estate Corporation, the pros from 1% Realty, back on CKNW. Guys, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sterling. Hi, Sterling. It's good to see you both. It's been a couple of weeks since you paid us a visit. What's going on in Vancouver, Metro Vancouver real estate these days? Well, Dave and I were just talking about how busy we've been in the last couple of weeks. The market is definitely moving. Yeah, no question. Uh, John and I, over the last uh, couple of weeks since our last show, I think we have done something like eight or nine deals together um, for properties that have either firmed up with a firm sale mm-hmm. or have pending deals coming together. And so um, certainly, you know, we're right in the middle of the spring market. There's lots of buyers out there, lots of sellers coming out of the woodwork. Great time to list a property. And John, you've described this in previous shows. The spring is probably the most active home buying portion of the year followed by fall next, but we're getting busy now. Yes, absolutely. The spring market's uh, traditionally the best market. And uh, Dave and I are really noticing that the market is waking up now. Um, So I'm finding new listings hitting. I'm finding an upswing in demand in a lot of the areas Dave and I work. Mm -hmm. You know, as as we've mentioned before, Dave and I tend to work in Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows and Mission, Coquitlam, Tri-Cities, Langley, areas like that, young urban family type areas. And those areas are starving for good listings. And, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks has been fantastic. Dave and I are finding that we're starting to run out of listings because we're selling so many. And uh, that's good news in and of itself. But as we'll get into a little bit later, not only are we selling these properties, but we are saving people significant amounts of money when they sell, compared to some of the other commission rates they've been quoted by other agents. Interesting. Now, Dave, one of the reasons I would assume that spring is such a busy time of year is because the young families that John was just talking about have decided it's time to move. They time it to uh, coordinate with the end of the school year, and they want to be in their new place in time for the next school year in the fall. Yeah, well, I think that's part of it for sure. You know, and I think too, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everybody knows the spring market is the busy time of year. Everybody knows it's the best time of year to sell. So a lot of folks, they just wait for spring, you know, and they say, oh, well, I'm thinking about selling. It's November, but maybe I should just wait a couple of months and maybe I'll get a better better price. The reality is, is that's what happens sometimes in a given market in any given year. Often the greatest price increases that we see are kind of front end loaded to the front part of the year. Um, You know, to pick up on something that that John was saying uh, just a minute ago, um, you know, between the eight or nine deals or so that we've done in the last couple of couple of weeks, we just tallied this up before the show. We're looking at um, somewhere around a ninety thousand dollars savings in commission that John and I have helped clients get. 
um, you know, should all the deals that we've done over the last couple of weeks alone firm up mm-hmm. um, compared to what they may have paid had they listed with another brokerage charging, you know, substantially more than us. So if you got nine deals and uh, over $90,000 in savings, that's an average, John, of $10,000 per deal that the seller simply gets to keep in the bank. I'll have to get my calculator out, but yeah, that sounds about I right. should never do live math on the radio, <laughs> yeah, right. but I think I'm pretty close. I think you're close, yeah. And actually, that that statistically speaking, that's right on. When Dave and I looked at what we did last year, uh, 2017, and... You know, we do a fair bit of a fair bit of volume. When we looked at all of the people that worked with us when they sold their home and we compared the commission that was paid by our sellers to, you know, what is typically the most common, I guess, rate you could say out there, you know, there's no set commission rates and they do vary, but the most common rate you generally hear would be seven percent of the first hundred thousand dollars of your sale price plus two and a half percent of the balance of the sale price. That's that's fairly common, you bet. Yeah. So when we looked at that, we sat down, we did a little bit of math, broke out the calculator. And we found out that on average, I mean, this is everybody from a $200,000 property to a you know, $2 million property. On average, our clients saved $10,000 compared to working with, with a more typical commission rate. And so that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on. We get the job done. We help people achieve their goals, but we leave them with a lot more money in their pocket than they might have had had they worked with somebody else. Well, Dave, let's let's dive into that a little bit. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts of why people get to save with John and Dave. That's the name of the website, savewithjohnanddave.com, and it's true. So the 1% realty business model is really what this is all about. That That's it, right? So um, to fill the, the details in for the folks out there who may not have heard us before, or may not be familiar with our model, um, you know, we're fully licensed, full service uh, agents. We're realtors just like other realtors. The difference is just that we charge less than the, quote, typical rate. Now, there's, there's no set rate, like John was saying. There's no mm. set rate out there, but what's really common is 7% on the first 100 thousand and two point five percent on the balance. Right. What we do instead is we charge a flat rate. So it's seventy nine fifty for anything under seven hundred thousand dollars and one percent of the sale price plus $950 for anything over 700000 So just a couple of examples, right? Someone selling that, uh, say, a condo in Coquitlam for $600,000, right? Um, our commission, $7,950. Um, if you're paying seven and two and a half with one of our competitors, you're looking somewhere around nineteen five or so. So you're looking around eleven dollars or $12,000 savings. Even more than the ten grand average, Which yeah. is substantial, right? Yeah, and, you bet. And, you know, the million-dollar property, it doesn't take much to get up to a million bucks Not in days. Metro Vancouver. No, it doesn't, right? Our Commission one percent of a million, which is ten thousand dollars. I think that's right, John. I think so. I'll get the calculator. Yeah, get the calculator out. Uh, plus nine fifty, so that's about eleven grand for us mm-hmm. versus almost thirty twenty nine and a half thirty thousand dollars with one of the other guys. So you're looking around nineteen twenty thousand dollars savings plus taxes. S- substantial. And for that, John, everything that we do is just like what they do, right? Absolutely. And people always say, "Gee, you know, what's the catch?" That doesn't sound believable. I can't believe that you could save people that much money. And I often will say, "Yeah, well, if you don't believe that." Then how about this? Not only do we save you money, we do everything the other guys do and sometimes even more. We've got 3D map tours. We've got professional photographs. We announce listings on the radio to the CKNW audience. We Mm -hmm. do the open houses. And Dave and I are each two of the top selling realtors in greater Vancouver. So the savings is part of it. But the savings means nothing if you don't provide a really good service and you don't represent your client. The savings would mean nothing. So we combine savings 
and we get the results. And that's what Dave and I are really proud about. And that's why we're here on the radio to let people know if you're thinking of selling, you know anybody thinking of selling, and you're saying to yourself, gee, my neighbor sold in a week and paid a commission that seemed kind of outrageous. Right, right. Are there any options out there? What can we do? We don't want to do that. Well, I think that's a growing trend out there in the public when, they, when they're thinking of real estate. We're here to let people know, go to our website, give us a call. We can show you how this is done. We do it over and over and over. We've done it what, Dave? At least a thousand times in our careers in terms of times. Well, That's several hundred times. times well, no, it's, it's oh, it, yeah, no, it no, Dave's yeah. trying to be modest and, and failing badly. <laughs> uh, they do have because these yeah. two guys sitting across the desk from me, friends, have sold well over a thousand homes combined over the years, uh, and uh, uh, we're in the President's One Percent Club for 2017, representing being in the top one percent of all realtors in British Columbia. Uh, again, active in the marketplace. Uh, very busy uh, in uh, all areas of Metro Vancouver. Uh, and John, uh, talking about the, 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 the levels of commission that people are paying versus the 1% thing, you hear this all the time because the cynic in all of us says, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty well-conditioned consumer here. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying less for something, what's the catch? There has to be something less for paying less. So you hear this all the time. What's That's the right. counter to that? Well, I will be the first to admit that usually there is a catch. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm buying a car and uh, someone's selling a car for $30,000, a Toyota Camry, wonderful. But I go to another place and they're charging $15,000. You better believe I know there's a catch That's because right. nobody can cut that much margin out of a car or other products. But I want listeners to really think about this. If you imagine a, a real estate commission, let's just say uh, through one of these other companies, a $30,000 commission. I'm just picking that out of thin air, but it's quite typical in, in common in price ranges in greater Vancouver sure that is. people might pay a $30,000 commission. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then imagine that house sells in a week doesn't always happen. Sometimes a few days, sometimes a month. Are you telling me there's not enough margin in there to do just as good a job and charge significantly less? This is the real estate industry we're in. So we're not selling widgets where there's a a 1% markup. We are working in an industry where if you're an efficient agent, you're an agent that works on volume, you can do everything that you need to do to get a property sold and charge less money and still be successful. And, you know, just to pick up on that, um, you know, I think really what's really central to understanding why our business model works so well is because uh, you have to understand exactly what it takes to actually get a property sold, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's not about commissions. You throw a large commission at a property that's not priced right or it doesn't show well, well, that's not going to get a property sold. The buyer doesn't care how of much commission not. is being thrown at the buyer's agent. That's right. Well, what, what does the buyer care? Is right? this the house for me or not? Exactly. That's right, right? Buyers care about the same thing anybody would care about. If they're looking for a property, they care about is the property in the right neighborhood? Is it beside the right school? Is it beside the right parks? You know, <clears throat> Does it have the right uh, hardwood floors and the right number of bedrooms? That's what buyers care about. Buyers don't care about commissions. Sure. Generally, speaking, that's just the truth of the matter. And so, you know, what we do at 1% Realty, uh, we make sure that your property is priced right. We advertise it just like all the other guys advertise at MLS, Realtor.ca, and so on and so forth. Um, we do open houses. We market your property as best as it needs to be marketed. We help you entertain offers. We get your property sold often, you know, in this market, in multiple offer situations. The point being is that the property sells, the client generally just walks away with commission savings compared to what they might otherwise pay, right? Right, right. exactly. And, 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 you know, something, John, we've talked about before in the show is, like, you know, because it's it's the, uh, what we get 
asked all the time is, you know, what's the catch? And we were talking about that a second ago. I just asked the same what, question. Okay. You bet. Put it, put it this way. What if in a given neighborhood, uh, Maple Ridge or Coquitlam or Vancouver or whatever, say uh, a 10-block square uh, neighborhood, um, everybody in that little neighborhood decided to list with 1% realty? What would happen? I mean, do we actually think all of a sudden no properties are going to sell in that neighborhood? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, right? People are still going to want to have a look in that neighborhood. Um, you know, buyers are still going to want to see it. They're going to drive around. They're going to ask their agents to take them and show and show the property. And if buyers like the property, they're going to buy it. The fact that everybody's listed with 1% realty or another company that's charging significantly less isn't going to make any difference to the desirability of that property. Exactly, yeah. The, the point being... The property sells itself in a sense as long as it's marketed competently by competent agents. That's just the reality. Interesting stuff. Now, John, you were talking about uh, earlier about spring being a busy time of year. And a lot of people have actually kind of been sitting on the wings waiting for this. And uh, so suppose now we were going to sell last fall, maybe October, November. Yes. And, you know, okay, things just didn't uh, work out right for whatever reason. And now, okay, no problem. We'll wait till spring. It's always best in the spring anyway. But we've got a number from last October or November when we had a serious conversation with a realtor uh, professional about what, what we might be able to get right is that number that we got last fall still uh, an accurate uh, viable number for spring 2018 i sure wouldn't want to hang my hat on it i can tell you that i mean look at all the changes that have that have hit our industry in the last little while yes we have a very robust real estate market we have a lot of uh, demand uh, but financing rules have changed. Taxes mm-hmm. have changed. We've That's got a right. new government in. There's all kinds of new policies. Uh, certain segments of the market have soared. If you look at uh, the affordable segments and condominiums over the last six months, statistically, boom, they've gone way up. Supply has dried up and demand is high. Whereas other segments might have remained more stable. Maybe even the very high-end stuff might even have come down a little bit. So. Right. You always want to get an up-to-date evaluation right at the point you're going to hit the market, and that's where Dave and I can help you. Save with John and Dave. Our phone number's there. There's a button you can click. You can email us. You can say, hey, we want to sell. We want to save some money. We want good agents. Come and see us. Just to illustrate that point, you know, you're talking about is an evaluation in the fall good in the spring? Um, very quick story. Uh, I was dealing with a, a sale of a property I wasn't personally involved in, but I was helping a client uh, in that building. And um, this, there was this unit in a building in Maple Ridge. Uh, I believe it had sold for uh, two seventy five in November. The buyers moved in in January, but decided, you know what, this isn't the building for us. Uh-huh. They put it on the market January, so we're talking two months later. I think it sold for three fifteen. Um, and another unit just like that listed a month or so later went for like 345. And we're talking like, you know, huge difference in the span of a couple of months. Wow. So no question, make sure you get an update evaluation called John or I, and uh, we'd be happy to help you. Yeah, the number is 604-265-8280. Let me do that again a little more clearly. 604-265-8280. Or check out the website, savewithjohnanddave.com, uh, right out there on the top of the front page is that green bar and button to press to request that all-important free market evaluation. Find out what you're worth in spring 2018. Lots more coming up after the news on Vancouver Consumer. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. 
I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson and David Mater, the pros from 1% Realty, back in studio. Uh, gentlemen, it is the spring. It is the busiest real estate activity time of the year. You guys, oh my gosh, we, we, we last saw each other two weeks ago on this radio program, and in that two-week period, you two have been just going flat out. Tell us what you've been up to, because it sounds, you mentioned earlier, what, eight or nine sales or pending deals? That's a lot of activity. It's a lot of good news, Sterling. And this is the I Vancouver Consumer so. Show. That's so right. we want to give consumers good news and show them, you know, maybe what we're up to. But uh, since, again, last couple of weeks, uh, Dave mentioned prior to the break that, uh, you know, it's good to get an evaluation again, because particularly the condo market and the affordable markets have soared. I got a call from a lady I'd never met before who had talked to other agents and uh, was looking to sell her condo in Maple Ridge, by the way, which is a super hot market right now. If you're oh, out right, in Maple okay. Ridge and you're, and you're thinking of selling your home, give us a call right away because we need to talk. Uh, but we went and met uh, a lady at, uh, with a, with a two bedroom condo in Maple Ridge. The previous sales in November were high threes, 389, 395. We listed at 450, sold within a week. Sellers incredibly happy. And in that price range, just to let you know, I want to congratulate Darlene, by the way. Thank you for calling me. Thanks for letting me represent you. It was fantastic. It ended too soon in a lot of ways. It was a lot of fun, but I think she's happy. And she saved compared to the seven and two and a half business model, which is, you know, there are different business models, but this is the predominant one. Right, sure. So all of my examples are going to be compared to seven and two and a half model. She's coming out of it with an extra $7,600 in her pocket compared to these other agents she talked to. So she had an agent that knew the market well enough to help her price it where it should be, which was a little bit surprising, quite frankly, when they looked, she looked back at the previous sales. And we got a little bit lucky too, got the right buyer right away. She saved money. She's happy. This is a process that Dave and I want to repeat again and again and again. So if you're in Maple Ridge with a condo, you're wondering what it might be worth, you're thinking of selling, I suggest that uh, you might want to give us a call. Check out our website, Save with John and Dave. Now, is one of the reasons, John, that Maple Ridge is so hot these days simply because of the fact that it is still, relatively speaking, to the rest of the lower mainland, affordable? That's a, a big part of it. I, I, you know, I like to joke around a little bit when I'm with people and, you know, in doing evaluations in Maple Ridge, where I live and, and have lived and went to school and know quite well. I tell people, you know, the reason Maple Ridge is so hot right now is that a lot of people who 10 years ago never would have set foot in Maple Ridge are coming to buy homes there. Why? Because they're young families. They mm-hmm. need a yard. They want to be close to the school. They need affordability. Maybe they're first-time buyers, and they can't afford to step into a Burnaby, Vancouver market, that kind of thing. Sure. So supply is always somewhat limited in a community like that, and the demand is strong. The buyers are like a like a herd of cattle grazing in, in affordability field, and once all that grass is chewed they up, move on. they got to move to the next field. Sure. And, and so Maple Ridge is one of those destinations that's been very hot, supplies limited, and uh, that's how we were able to, you know, uh, give the right advice to Darlene, and I'm very happy that she's happy. And back to the evaluation point for a second, if you would, Dave. Again, I'm looking at SaveWithJohnAndDave.com. Experience, savings results, comprehensive services, award-winning results. Why pay more, you ask? And then you get to click on Request Free Market Evaluation right there at the top of the homepage. How... What kind of t- what kind of timeline, David, is acceptable for? Well, we just had an evaluation. Come on, what do we need a new one for? How recently would that last evaluation still be alive and still be uh, viable in today's rapidly changing marketplace? Sure. Well, we talked about the condo just before the break, right? That sold in November for you know two seventy five, and then resold a couple months later in January for uh, three fifteen. Again, not my listing in a different building entirely. Right. But um, you know, realistically, especially with this 
very, very busy uh, condo and townhome market that we find ourselves in. You're talking about a fresh evaluation on a monthly basis. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, realistically. Good to know, friends. You don't know this stuff until you hear it from the pros. Yeah, well, I mean, just uh, to, to illustrate that, like, uh, there's one of the deals that we've just done. Uh, it's pending currently. Uh, we took a condo listing. Um, it was very quick, actually. We got a call on Wednesday. This is just about a week and a half ago. And uh, I went out there to talk to the guy, and it's vacant, and he was going to be moving across the country. And he said, okay, we needed it listed right away and I said well how about let's 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 put it up on Monday the following Monday said, no no I just want it on the market right away I said are you sure because you know we like to come out have it come out on Monday be available on the market for a few days do an open house you know maybe hold off offers that kind of thing no no I want it on the market right away I got it it done so so John and I we have direct access to MLS so we can load listings ourselves and so we got the listing on the market on Thursday morning Uh, we did some viewings right away had an open house on the weekend um, had uh, three offers come in on Monday. Um, you know, the day that you would have started the that's listing. That's right. That's right. And so, and you know, just to put it into perspective, um, in this building, the last sale of a similar unit, although not in quite as good a location, uh, was around the three hundred mark. That's where we listed it, and we ended up getting multiples. And I can't talk about price, but let's just say the seller is very, very happy. Okay. Right. Um, and so that sale, that most recent sale, was just about two weeks ago. I think, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we got you know something where the seller is really, really pleased with, and so you know, in this changing market, you really got to look at most recent numbers. And, and John, I know you want to jump in, but I'm dying to know yeah. how much you saved the seller in that particular deal. In that price range, um, we're talking again around a three hundred thousand dollar condo. So you're looking between four and five thousand dollars savings after taxes, uh, four and five grand, which is of course substantial, right? Uh, to take a trip to Mexico or do whatever you want, or, take the family you know, to, or, or just be able to afford the move. You know, no, I, I, I've right. moved a whole lot in my career in my lifetime, and nothing ever costs what you think it's going to cost. Cost John, it always costs more to move. So if you can save some money on the sale of the house and help yourself with your own move and not go into into the red just to move or change postal codes, so much the better. It's big. Taxes, moving expenses, they're not getting any less. But what Dave and I do is we give people some relief from those sort of things. And while we're on the topic of evaluations, I thought I'd just give people just one other little point to consider. An evaluation is an opinion. When people come to me and ask me you know, for an evaluation, I sit down with them and I tell them right off the bat, I'm not the market. I don't decide what homes sell for, but a good agent should know the market well enough to be able to give you good advice in where and how to position your home price-wise right. based on your personal needs and strategy and what you're offering to the market. So with that in mind, even if you had a, an evaluation yesterday, you might want to give Dave and I a call. Why? Well, the average agent sells somewhere around six homes. Uh, I'd looked at my numbers for last year and I was involved in 81 sales last year. Whose opinion do you think would carry more weight? Someone who sold six homes or someone who sold 81 homes last year? The point I'm making is savings and all that stuff aside, what you really want is you want the representation of a professional who knows how to position and then also when the offers come in, how to defend your price. When the counter's going back and forth and you've got an offer and a counteroffer, it's not good enough just to throw another number at the other buyer. You as the seller, you have to back that up. You have to know how to say, this is why this house is worth what we're asking and you know, take it or leave it. If you like it, that's wonderful. But here's the reason why. I, my theory is this. 
you'll never convince a buyer to pay more than they think a property's worth. You bet. But you can convince them and show them why it's worth what you're asking. And these are the kind of skill sets that good agents like Dave and I bring to the table in addition to the savings we provide. And you know, Dave, there are a lot of people who are sitting on, you know, what they consider to be the top of the mountain. This is the the home that I've always dreamed of, but it's time to sell and move on. But you know, this is such an exquisite piece of property, it will basically sell itself. All I need to do is hang out a sign and there'll be a lineup at my front door. It's never that easy, is it? Well, uh, you know, the the I think the way to answer that is that each property is different and requires its own strategy. I mean, you're looking at uh, some properties that are, you know, say in the, the higher price points. In the higher price points, you may use a different strategy pricing strategy and offer strategy than you would for a condo in a lower price point, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, ju- just as an example, right, going back to what we were talking about a minute ago, that condo that uh, I listened, we got a deal on, we're in multiple offers, right? Um, you know, it's in a, a very affordable price point, hot, hot market, right. uh, tons of buyers, right, in that $300,000 price range. And so we made a decision to look at offers at a particular day and time. We set a day and time, it's a deadline, we're looking at offers that day and time. The reason why some sellers may want to do that is because then you're creating uh, an environment where you're trying to attract multiple offers. If you get multiple offers, buyers competing against each other, but they don't know anything about what the other offers are. Often they just throw numbers out that, you know, you may not have been able to get uh, had you just had that one offer, right? right? So um, that's the one strategy. But, you know, another listing, uh, we just got a deal on last night, actually. I was up until fairly late getting this deal done. Um, it was a more expensive property. Um, and because it was in an area, it was a detached home, really nice kind of executive style home, um, really nice property, but we made the decision not to hold on and wait for offers until a particular time and day because we knew in that segment it wasn't as busy. It wasn't as robust a market. There weren't going to be as many buyers. Right. And so if we found that right buyer, we didn't want to keep them waiting. We wanted to jump on it. And as a result, we got a, a deal done. It was only on the market after a couple of days, two, three days. Um, you know, Again, we can't talk about price or anything, but the sellers are really happy. deal is not going to firm up until uh, next week. But you know, just a really good illustration of how you're looking at two totally different strategies for two totally different properties and two totally different markets. And that's why it's important to have a, an experienced agent like John or I to, to come in and give you a fresh perspective. John, uh, in, in, just to follow up on, on Dave's point about single family detached houses, particularly the higher priced ones, mind you, they're all higher priced in Metro Vancouver. There's no such thing as an inexpensive single family detached home. You're right. But if you've got one, and you've been thinking about selling, but now you're looking at the marketplace and you're going, well, geez, maybe I'm not going to get peak dollar like I might have last fall. So maybe I'm just going to wait until things come back around again. That could be a fairly fatal strategy, could it not? Well, I just don't know. Um, and the- neither does the seller, right? Right. They're just taking a shot in the dark, aren't they? And there is a limit to what kind of advice a good agent can give. I mean, we can talk what the market is. We can tell you what the market value is. We can give our impressions of what the market is doing what might happen. But as you know, you cannot really project too far into the future without uh, be, be coming to try, be, without trying to become some sort of a, you know, a profit. And that's not what we try to do no, at no, all. No, you're too we busy. lay it out there and we tell people, you know, what to go. But having said that, uh, some of the high-end markets have maybe declined a bit. But again, going back to Port Coquitlam, Maple Ridge, Mission, these are areas that we work quite heavily in. Uh, I've got something coming up. In fact, I'm going there today. I'm going to have a new listing coming up in West Maple Ridge with a basement suite, five-bedroom home, big lot, 
there's not many of them out there. So if you're looking for something like that, go to my website, give us a call. Uh, but uh, you know, I can't predict the future, but I can tell you that actually the market is quite strong right now with the lack of good inventory in a lot of the areas I've been working. Right. And I, I guess it's an inventory reality too, isn't it, David, that uh, regardless of, of whether prices are flat or off a little or up a little, if there aren't very many places for sale, that also changes the market dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's really all about supply and demand. It yeah, always has been. Exactly. You know, uh, last show, we talked about stats. We're not going to talk about stats too much today. But, you know, uh, we did see sales volumes go down um, last month, Feb- uh, last February, compared to previous February. Sure, yeah. And... Um, at the same time, prices didn't go down, right? Uh, we saw fewer properties being sold, but there were also fewer properties being listed. Exactly. And that's the issue, isn't it? Like, there's uh, maybe a little bit less demand than there was, but there's also a smaller supply, and that's keeping prices high. It's really keeping things buoyant. So right? the ratio, as long as the ratio <laughs> remains roughly the same, so does everything else in terms of supply and demand. Yeah, kind of, right? And, and so that's why we're still seeing a hot, hot, hot condo townhome market affordable detached properties, if there are some affordable detached properties out there, um, those are still moving really well. There's no question about it. Um, and that's why you do want to have an up-to-date market evaluation because the market is constantly changing. It's usually for the better, at least it has been for the better for sellers uh, over the last several months. John, I don't know the latest, very latest number, but the influx of newcomers to Metro Vancouver is at a constant rate of about 5,000 people a month. Really? Well, people are still moving to Metro Vancouver for any number of reasons. So the demand is, is fairly constant all the time. Yes, uh, we've been lucky to have a, a good strong market and from, from the point of a seller's point of view and from a realtor's point of view. Yes, there's good demand, there's product out there and when, when the product is priced properly and positioned properly, it sells. As evidenced by the last couple of weeks I've had, if you don't mind, some, some listeners want to know how does this really translate into to the real world and how, you know, so I'd lo- I want to give you a few stories just very quickly. A couple of good examples would be helpful. Okay, since I saw you last two weeks ago, I worked with a fellow maybe a couple months ago. He said, John, I loved it. I'm going to refer you to everybody I know. I got a call. Hey, I want to refer you to somebody. Turns out this is a guy I used to play basketball with 30 years ago. So I met him. He had an investment property out in, in Langley. Uh, he had a couple of valuations. It was, you know, a little condo. It was just over 400000 So I was able to work for him. We just got the deal done this week. And the savings compared to other commission rates was about $7,800. So not only was I able to rekindle an old friendship, meet a guy I hadn't met in a lot of time, but I got to do a good job for him and put a lot of money in his pocket. All right. And uh, did you revive your basketball uh, uh, court uh, activity as well? Shoot a few hoops in the process, John? Uh, I think he would probably be able, me not so much. (laughs) But again, uh, it's interesting how paths continue to cross as life goes on. That's right. And you were able to help this former rival put a little extra dough in his pocket. Yeah. And just so just to summarize, in the last couple of weeks, there's my buddy Cam. Saved him seventy eight hundred bucks compared to typical commissions, if you will, that we discussed seven and two and a half. Right, Darlene seventy six hundred dollars compared to the seven and two and a half. I had a, a lady that I'd met who, who sent me to sell her mother's condo in Langley, just firmed up in the last couple of weeks. It's over six hundred thousand. We're talking about twelve thousand five hundred dollars extra in their pocket working with me compared to the other people they were talking to. And then I had another past client who had me sell his father's home in Surrey, a townhome over seven hundred thousand, and that firmed up in the last couple of weeks. And that savings was about $14,000 compared to the rate you hear at seven and two and a half. So 
I feel great. I feel like I'm doing everything I can for every single client that I meet. I'm making them happy. I'm saving them money, and they're sending me other business. And that's really what I want to appeal to the listeners here. If you're looking to sell your home, go to our website. Please give us a call. We're going to show you how we can save you a lot of money. And and if someone call, if you're if you're, and it happens all the time. Well, you know, we're thinking of selling a house. You're having dinner, or you're playing cards, or whatever. The conversation comes up, and somebody says, "Well, you know, my brother-in-law is a realtor. He could really help you out." And that's how that's how referrals and things get going. And you. Two have sold over a thousand homes in Metro Vancouver over the years, Dave. Though that's a lot of referrals available, should you uh, need to ask or show people uh, previous clients. That list goes on and on and on. Sure, it is. You know, I think both John and I we pride on ourse- pride ourselves always on the fact that most of our business does come from referrals and repeat clients. We're really happy with the results that we've got them and really satisfied with the savings too. So we're constantly getting uh, sent out to friends and family. John, final word? Sneak peek. I've got a property in Maple Ridge coming up, 82 by 200 foot lot. It's in the official community plan for high density condominiums. It could be easily part of a land assembly. It could be a holding property, four bedroom livable old character home. It's going to hit the market at eight ninety nine within the next couple of days. This is something that any investors, uh, people that might want to be developers, Give us a call. Call me because this is hitting the market soon and it's not going to last. Eight ninety nine nine, And the number is 604-265-8280. If you didn't get a chance to jot it down, it's on the website, savewithjohnanddave.com. John and Dave, thanks much, guys. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mater from 1% Realty for another very informative visit. Next week, the world-class dentist from B.C. Perio will return to take your calls on all matters concerning your smile. Time now for Duly Noted, in which this show's producer, Ben Dooley, looks at a consumer issue. And today, Ben talks about more troubles with cryptocurrency. I'm Ben Dooley, and this is Duly Noted. Earlier this year, U.S. big banks started halting purchases of cryptocurrency on their credit cards, and now it appears Canadian financial institutions don't want the credit risk associated with those transactions either. RBC, TD Bank, Scotiabank, and CIBC have all banned customers from using credit cards to buy cryptocurrency. BMO has gone one step further, no longer allowing the purchase of cryptocurrency via Interact Online Payments or via credit or debit cards. Here's Netcoin's founder, Michael Vogel. Even just com- consumers, you know, indicating to the bank that they want to take some of their funds and go buy some Bitcoin. Um, that'll result in frozen accounts and slow wire transfer times. They're very, very frigid to Bitcoin because they ultimately see it as competition, right? Bitcoin is, is reinventing the, the monetary system that we, that we know and, and appreciate. But um, right now, banks are, are taking the approach that they'd rather freeze out Bitcoin than, than find a way to live with it. Vogel says he hasn't seen any service interruptions, but suggests anyone who is can visit a Bitcoin ATM. He says they offer buying and selling at lower risk, as you don't have to trust a middleman with your money. It happens instantly and in-store, but the rates, which are normally locked in at buy and sell, can be higher. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thanks, Ben. 
Time now for a couple more consumer quickies before we have to go. With Earth Day happening tomorrow, the people at the job site Indeed.com published a list this week of the fastest-growing green jobs in Canada. And topping that list, recycling workers who've increased by 188% growth over the past three years across Canada. Their association says there are now over 34,000 recycling workers in this country, and the demand for more is constant. Ecologists are up by 98% over the last three years. They're number two. Environmental services directors' jobs up 74% at number three, followed by environmental scientists, environmental technicians, environmental specialists. You get there's a theme going on here. And lastly, the green cops or environmental compliance specialists who have seen their demand increase by 20% over the same three years. So if your work life isn't turning out the way you'd planned, maybe consider a career change into the green life of work. Blame Earth Day if you must. You would think after the rain-soaked early spring we've had, there wouldn't be a lot of concern over our water supply. But no. Restrictions on lawn watering in Vancouver start May 1st, a couple of weeks earlier this year. Watering of non-residential and residential lawns will be allowed two days a week, as usual. For residentials, we're back to the even-numbered addresses on Wednesdays and Saturdays, the odd-numbered addresses Thursdays and Sundays. It all kicks back in on May 1st. Watering outside of the permitted times will result in a fine of $250 to $1,000. It really does seem laughable today, though, doesn't it? Eventually, it may make sense again. And yes, you're right. The Capilano Reservoir is 100% full. A new survey from the state suggests a lot of us swear. A lot. According to Nine Round Kickbox Fitness, the average American starts cussing by 10.54 in the morning. Cursing can be considered a regular part of a person's life as it's mostly how one expresses a stress and frustration. The study stated 49% feel yelling is a great stress reliever, while 39% choose to cry things out. And finally, according to our friend Rob Williams over there at the Daily Hive, Trevor Linden won't be representing the van. Vancouver Canucks at this year's NHL Draft Lottery in Toronto. For the past two years, we watched poor Trevor try to maintain a poker face while the Canucks were dropped down the lottery list, and he didn't do very well. He was clearly disappointed, and we knew it. So this year, after input from the fans, including a request for Finn the mascot to be at the draft, GM Jim Benning will sit in the hot seat on TV and try to look pleased when our team drops a few notches. Or not. This year, the Canucks are have the sixth best chance at securing that number one draft pick. Not a lot of time for Jim Benning to practice his poker face either. That draft comes up next Saturday, April 28th. And that is our program for today, produced by Ben Dooley with Andrew Ferreira at the controls. We always appreciate your feedback. If you have some thoughts or ideas for the show, please send them along to sterling at cknw.com. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer, right here on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.